With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com. And we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. We have a story from the Daily Mail that says racist dad and son both receive hate crime life sentences for murder of Ahmed Arbery and judge refuses to transfer them to safer federal prison over death threat fears. OK, I'm just to come out right and say, it. do you know about the Ahmed Arbery story? Of course. Bullshit. This is bullshit. This is look, it's not just the Trump getting raided thing. It is this story. These guys getting life sentences over what went down is fucked. This country is absolutely collapsed. This is political. We are entering the show trial stage of a nation, raiding Donald Trump, shackling uh, 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 Peter Navarro, Navarro, Bannon's arrest, Alex Jones, the way the courts crushed him. Mm. And I I can say all of these guys, you, you got some criticism to throw their way, but holy fuck, this right here, when you know the true details of the story, we're fucked, man. What's, I don't know. What's up with Peter Navarro? What happened? They, they what was it off an airplane? They yeah. shackled him. And yeah. Is he in jail right now? No, no. It was a oh, contempt okay. of Congress thing. Okay. But uh, I'm curious uh, so to hear your thoughts, Larry, on the Ahmed Arbery case, especially with this news. Life sentences. And they gave the guy who filmed it 35 years. Well, I followed the trial very closely, and I thought that they were going to be found not guilty. And I was surprised when they were found guilty. And LeBron James tweeted after this happened, black people are, quote, afraid to leave their homes, close quote. When, in fact, half of the homicide victims in this country are black, almost all killed by other blacks. Um, A young black man is eight times more likely to be murdered than a young white man. And almost always the murderer is another young black man. So it's BS that black people live in fear of somebody white tracking them down and shooting them. Isn't it also true that white people who are killed are more likely to be killed by a white person? Well, well, murder is a same race crime. So right. 90, 85% of whites who are killed are killed by other whites. 95% right. of blacks who are killed are killed by other blacks. Like but there are Africans. interracial murders. Every yeah. year there's about 700 of them. 500 whites are killed by blacks and about 250 blacks are killed by whites. So whites at a much greater percentage of the population kill fewer blacks than the other way around. So, and, and then, and then when you talk about non-murder violent crimes, there are roughly 600 to 800,000 interracial black white Non-violent, non-homicide, violent crimes. By, by that I mean attempted murder, manslaughter, uh, rape, assault with an aggravated weapon. Eighty-five percent of them are black perps, white victims. Only fifteen percent the other way around. So, uh, well, let's we'll get so, into that so, a little so, bit. So, if anything, white people ought to be more in fear of of their lives against black people than the other way around. What what causes this? Where does this come from? Uh, the the media. Um, media cares. Great deal when an unarmed black person gets killed by the cops. When an unarmed white person gets killed by the cops, nobody cares. But no, but I, but I mean, uh, where does it come from that uh, uh, 
you, you said uh, you, you just said white people should be more scared of yeah if you look at the numbers uh, again when you look at interracial black white violent crime 85% of the perpetrators are are black only 15% the other way around so a white when there's an interracial crime a white person is far more likely to be a victim than than the person who committed the crime and you and, like you're, say, and you're saying that's because of the media or, well, it's, or it, it's because oh why, why don't people know that it's no 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 I'm saying like where does it come from that uh, these young black men are more likely I think it's, to be, I think it's a great deal of anger uh, a lot of black people are convinced that white people are, are are evil are bad people they're angry over 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 slavery over over Jim Crow they've been taught that uh, white people are are fundamentally against their best interests even LeBron James said that one time he said when he grew up he thought white people did not give a blank about black people and I did not like did not like white people. That feels like a like a mental shackle, a mental prison. It is. It is. What's so, the balance between teaching the history of of uh, of the actual atrocities, right? Slavery, um, segregation, right. and then also being like, however, you still because you want to be empowering too. You don't want to well, say, well, hey, slavery happened, therefore you're well, always well, going to be well, lesser. Well the, ba- well, the balance is that we had a civil war to abolish it. The only nation that did. Uh, and um, roughly 300,000 white people lost their lives yep. on the on the Union side. Hundreds of thousands more were were injured during the Civil War. Um, it's a it's a country. America is one that struggled mightily to become a more perfect nation. Yeah. Uh, and every day we are becoming more perfect. Yeah. So uh, are you familiar as, with as far uh, as race is concerned? You're familiar with Daryl Davis? I don't think so. He's the uh, blues musician, uh, older, uh, well, I guess he's middle-aged. How old is he? Yeah, uh, black fellow. Yeah. He's the guy who befriended all the Clan members and de-radicalized them. Oh. Is, that's the one they did the movie about? I think they did. They probably, they probably did. Yeah. We, we had him on the show, and I was surprised to learn that he was a, he was a, a proponent of critical race theory. But, you know, I, I guess what a lot of people learned was that they thought he was de-radicalizing identitarians, mm-hmm. white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Instead, they realized he was just making taking identitarian values, but flipping it around right. in this in you know similar direction. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Ahmed well, Arbery stuff. Critical race theory is just is just crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's teaching right. white kids that they are eternal oppressors and white and black kids that they are eternal victims. Um, and I, and I again, Barack Obama got a higher percentage of the white vote than John Kerry did four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Obama won the 2008 election with roughly about 52% of the vote. He walked into the Oval Office the third week of January 2009 at 70% approval. A bunch of white people who didn't vote for him suddenly said, you know what, at least this guy is going to bring us together regarding race relations. And every single time Obama had a chance to to be uh, conciliatory, he went the wrong way. The first time was when the Cambridge police briefly arrested his buddy Skip Gates from Harvard. What did he say? The Cambridge police acted stupidly. No, they didn't. Skip Gates came from vacation. Forgot his door key, uh, and with the driver, his cab driver broke into his own house. Neighbors saw it. Don't you want your neighbors to call 911 when they see something like that? White cop shows up, very politely sees this black man in the house and says, sir, please come out and show me ID. And instead of doing it, he said, I'll come out if your mama tells me to come out. What did Obama say? <laughs> the Cambridge police acted stupidly. Uh, then Obama uh, took the Ferguson thing and gave a speech before the United Nations and said, you know, America's not perfect. We have our own problems. There's a place called Ferguson. Ferguson was, as you know, uh, was, was BS. Uh, Obama said, that racism is in America's DNA when he became president. Uh, Obama uh, had Al Sharpton, America's preeminent race card hustler, in the White House over 70 times. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a son, he looked like Trayvon. And this is a guy who, when he was running, was interviewed on 60 Minutes, the first time he was ever on 60 Minutes. And he hadn't become the front runner yet. He was challenging Hillary. And he was asked, Senator, if you don't get the nomination, will it be because of race? 
And I was at home by myself. I said, let's see how this man answers. Is he going to give what I call a victocrat answer like Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, both of whom ran for president? And and Obama said, no, if I don't win, it will be because I have not articulated a vision that the American people can embrace. And I said, hallelujah. I'm not going to vote for a Democrat, tax spend, regulate Democrat, but at least this guy is going to bring us together and stop the nonsense. Instead, every single time he had a chance to give a speech where he showed that racism is no longer a major problem, he went the other way. He even had this pastor, Jeremiah Wright, and defended him for a long time before he ultimately cut ties with him. So Obama made things worse. When he first came into office, polls show both blacks and whites thought race relations would improve under him. And when he left, both blacks and whites thought that they got worse under him. I think a lot of liberals, like I don't really know exactly what critical race theory is. I think a lot of people on the left think that it means teaching history. Well, yeah, so that's, that's what they think it means. They think it means teaching history and the unequal outcomes that we're experiencing is all because of systemic racism. Yes. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. And I almost wish we talked about it on the regular show so that more people could hear well, it. We, we, we define critical race theory all the time. Yeah. Cause I was like, I legitimately, I think people on the left legitimately every time they hear that, just think you're just going to pretend slavery didn't happen Jamie. or pretend segregation didn't happen or whatever. A theme of the show is that the left refuses to listen to facts. I know. I know. Kimberly, I'm just trying to be vulnerable. Everybody. Kimberly, Crenshaw. Kimberly Crenshaw wrote in her book, critical race theory that Marx was right about, uh, about the classes the bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie, the proletariat, that their class oppression was, was a real thing. However, the critical theory of Marx didn't account for race relations in the United States. Therefore she needed to come up with something that was critical theory, with race, thus she coined critical race theory, which holds that there are the oppressor and the oppressed class, although it's not it's not wealth mm. in the United States, it's race. The white oppressors, the non-white oppressed. Ridiculous. Look, I'm new to the family, Derek guys. Bell, I'm learning every day. I'm Derek learning Bell every day. was mad about uh, Brown v. Board of Education. Derek Bell argued we should have never desegregated this country. These people are 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 reactionaries. Right. This, okay, do you know what a reactionary is? Yes, that I know. <laughs> these, are, these, these are people who, but they, but no one called them that when they started this process, which they should have. They want to turn back the clock and bring things back to the olden days what's of a, segregation. What's a reactionary? So when the French Revolution happened, oh, they, I didn't know it opened that. <laughs> okay. A reaction when the French Revolution happened, there were the the pro monarchy people who tried stopping the revolution. They reacted to the revolution. They were the reactionaries. So today, a reactionary refers to someone who's trying to stop the revolution. Derek Bell wants to turn back the Supreme Court rulings and argued we'd be better off with segregation. That is rewinding things. Kimberly Crenshaw, all of, uh, and if you look at outside of critical race theory, uh, if we want to be, you know, maybe semantic or pedantic, you want to look at, um, uh, intersectionality and, and, and D'Angelo, these people outright advocate for an earlier day. Before the civil rights right. movement, they, they don't believe in a colorblind society. They, they are the antithesis of what MLK stood for. Yeah. Right. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's they, funny they, they believe I, in I a color-coordinated color society, not a colorblind society. I, I had a friend who started getting woke. And then I said, I, I told, I told everybody, 
you know, if you're talking to a woke person, you don't want to yell at them. If they're, if they're embracing these ideas, you just ask them a simple question. Do you agree with the dream of Dr. King? And they they always say yes. They have to, yeah. That one day my four little children will be judged mm-hmm. not based on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Well, of course. Do you think that you are adhering to the to Dr. King's dream by having racial quotas or racial uh, policies in how these children can be denied or admitted to schools? Is that judging someone on the content of their character? No. And then they cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think with critical theory, which is a Marxist, Marx kind of came up with the idea of critical theory that there's an oppressor and oppressed. But I think the idea that he posed is that everything is divided into that. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. That's what critical race theory is. Sometimes there are situations where you'll have a racial oppressor and oppressed. And sometimes in life there will be oppressors, but it's not every situation at all times. Because if you, if you think that you're going to look for it and find like two friends aren't oppressing or oppressed by each other. I remember even when I was on the super wokey liberal side, when I started doing jujitsu and essentially just doing hard, challenging things, I started thinking about, I started thinking about this where it's like, if you are telling a group of people that they're constantly oppressed, if someone, if I'm training and someone's telling me I'm always going to be bad, I'm never going to be big. I'm never going to be fast. Instead of telling (laughs) me, Hey, you can be smart. Hey, you can, you have these other advantages that these other people, I almost feel like that's going to do more damage to me as a person. Most millionaires did not start out as millionaires. They started out as, as middle class or, or lower class. Yeah. And they busted their butt over 30 years and voila, now they have a net worth of over a million dollars. Right. How can that be if it's the proletariat versus the uh, bourgeois? Mm. I I really want to jump to the story and and get into the Ahmed Arbery stuff. So uh, I'll I'll put it simply. This story has been fake news from the get-go. But what really pissed me off here is that even conservatives cheered for this verdict. Mm. So I'm interested in your opinion. You followed the trial very closely, you said? As I said earlier, I I thought they were going to be found not guilty. I thought there was a good chance they were going to be found not guilty. Can someone give a cliff note of the scenario? This is the story where you probably saw the video of a guy running down the street towards a pickup. Yeah, and then there's a guy to the left holding a shotgun. Yes, and then the the Ahmed Arbery, the black man running, goes around the right side of the truck, and then the next thing you see is both of them fighting over the shotgun. Yeah, which then goes off. Ahmed Arbery, Ahmed Arbery took a couple to the chest and then falls over and dies. Okay, what they argued was that this was a lynching. I remember he jumped yeah, in their car and chased down a jogger. Yes, this guy was a suspect in a felony burglary. They the guy who was filming him wasn't chasing him down. He just said, the police told me that's the guy. I should film him. The police had gone around and asked people, like, have you seen this man? He's wanted for burglary. So when when the McMichaels saw him and someone said, hey, that's the guy, they went after him. The police told them not to. However, the law stated that they have a right to commit a citizen's arrest if they believe a felony had been committed. If they believe a felony had, had been committed, they don't need to be personal witnesses to the crime. However, the, it was the DA who made a weird argument about the language, like omitting a comma, and thus said, you need to witness the crime no matter what. And the judge said, I don't know, jury decide as you will. And the jury found them all guilty. The crazy thing is, the easiest, the easiest way to understand that this story is complete bullshit is that this guy right here, his name is William Roddy Bryan, got in his car and simply filmed it. That's all he did. He saw the guy and he filmed him. Now, his fucking mistake, apparently, is that he gave the footage to the press, to a radio station, saying, 
look, this is what happened. This is what was filmed. And they said, okay, you're an accomplice now. I wonder if this is actually that the local jurisdiction said to these guys, you put this footage out, you embarrassed us, you caused problems, we're going to fuck you. Because this story is illegitimate. I mean, Ahmed Arbery was not a jogger. He was he was a criminal suspect. They had evidence of him committing burglary. There you go. And a gun had been stolen, I believe, six weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. You got burglaries. You got a stolen gun. And the guy won't stop. He doesn't live in your neighborhood. He's from, what, was it 20 miles away or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. He kept coming. Supposedly jogging. Yeah. In work, in boots. You know, this, the other thing, Tim... We were talking about this earlier. Uh, somebody once said that um, compound interest is the greatest force in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> whoever, Einstein. Whoever said, who, 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 actually, he didn't say it. People think oh, he did, but he didn't. I, I checked it. They don't know who said it. But whoever said that uh, never encountered white guilt. I think a lot of these <laughs> jurors, like like the OJ jurors, there were a couple of the jurors that were white. And they went along with the, with the I mean, the, the man did everything but leave his business card at the crime scene. Right, right. And here he is playing golf right now after having murdered two white people. I think a whole bunch of people on their jury have been wokeified, uh, were, were afraid to come up with a, with a jury verdict other than guilt, uh, out of, out of white guilt. I had an experience in, in uh, LA. I was leaving LA or I was, I was, wasn't leaving yet, but my friend, I was telling about Hillary Clinton's emails about Sidney Blumenthal, the war in Libya and like how she's gun run, helping Sidney gun run with Osprey Global Solutions. She's like, that's white privilege, Ian. That's white privilege. And I'm like, I didn't even know how to start to react to that. What the fuck does it have to do with anything color or shade oriented? Ridiculous. I didn't know what else to do. So I just stopped talking to him. By the way, Ian, it it was Sidney Blumenthal who started the birther thing. It wasn't Donald Trump. During the, during the campaign of 2008, Sidney Blumenthal goes to the McClatchy newspapers and tells a guy named James Asher that Obama is from Africa to the point where McClatchy put on, put somebody to track down the story, found out it wasn't true. But, but I tell you, you talk to 10 Democrats and 10 Democrats will say Donald Trump started this thing. He did not. Hillary did it. And there's a program called uh, Morning Joe where the co-author of a book called Game Change named John Hyman was on. And uh, uh, Harold Ford, Democrat, was on uh, with a panelist. And they start talking about this story. And uh, Joe, Joe uh, Morning Joe Scarborough said, that started with Hillary. And Harold Ford went nuts. He said, what are you talking about? There's no basis for that. And then Joe said, well, Hyman, you wrote a book called Game Change, 2008. You know the story. What happened? And he said, I'm confirming the Scarborough theory. It was it was uh, Sidney Blumenthal, the hatchet man for, for uh, Hillary, who started this birther stuff. Wow. This, this, this story, the Ahmed Arbery thing, it's like they're just going to start locking people up. There was a guy who was in his house in Wisconsin. A group of Black Lives Matter protesters had protested in front of another house because two girls were missing. Do you remember the story? Mm-mm. Two girls, they were like 14, went missing. So a mob showed up to a house where they thought they were and set fire to it. Fire department came and put, put the fire out. The mob set fire to it again. Turns out the girls were at a friend's house. There was no reason to be angry. This mob showed up to another man's house who was accused of being racist. Started protesting in front of his residential home. This guy brandished a shotgun at the window before putting it away. The police then showed up, went into his house, and arrested him. They cheered for it as it happened. These are people who kept saying, defund the police, the police were racist, clapping and cheering when the cops went arrested a guy (laughs) in his own home. Right. right. Because a mob that had previously set fire to a house was threatened by him in his own home with his own weapon. He shouldn't have pointed it at him, but that was, that was what they got him on. What happened to the mob? Nothing? 
Nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. Oh. Can't listen to mobs, man. You see these stories, and I, I, I said this four years ago. I said, one day, they will come to your house accusing you of being the racist. The police will show up and say, I'm sorry, it is easier to arrest one person than it is to deal with a mob. None. A few years, a few years later, that story happened. Mm -hmm. And I told everybody, when you, when you are, when you're paying attention to the news, and all I do every day is read nothing but news. I wake up in the morning, I read until 4 p.m. when I eat and exercise, then I go back to discussing and reading news and all that stuff. What a nightmare, Tim. (laughs) When you, when, when you, take care of your brain, brother. It's, it's, it's great. When you can see all the pieces lined up, I say, I know how to play chess. Magic the Gathering. A turn-based strategy game where you calculate the moves in front of you. I can't predict the future, but you don't need to when it's like, that just happened, right. that just happened, and that just happened. Well, this suggests we're going to see more things happen. The difference is you can change the rules of the game of life with emotion. My point is, when you see the Michael Brown thing, hands up, don't shoot was a lie. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin, lie. When the media, when they edited Zimmerman's quote, lie, Jesse Smollett, lie, and they believe all of it. Then you look at the Ahmed Arbery story. We are lucky Kyle Rittenhouse was, was, was found not guilty. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, man, I just like... The mob mentality stuff kills me so much because I feel like... People just have this thirst for blood instead of sadness for something that's happened, right? Like Trayvon was still like a a kid, right? And I feel like we lose touch with just like, man, what a sad – the fact that these murders are even happening, the fact that a mob lit uh, a house on fire, the fact that, you know... Uh, Trayvon Martin wasn't a murder. He was found not guilty. What's that? Trayvon Martin wasn't a murder. It was he, he was found not guilty. Right, 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 right. But what I'm saying is that... Wait, Trayvon was tried for murder? No, the guy that Zimmerman. shot him. Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Right, 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 right. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that everything becomes so politicized that we lose track of... Trying to help people, we lose track of just the sadness at like lives lost well, or people a lot, going a lot to of jail. People, a lot or... of people, Jamie, are just flat out lying. Uh, the Bubba Wallace thing. Remember the news thing? That turned out to be BS. Mm-hmm. There's a book written by a guy named Wilfred Riley. He's uh, with a black college in, in Kentucky. Yeah. He documented about 500 fake crimes, hate, fake race crimes, uh, where black people just flat out lied. Okay. And, oh. and the, and the guilty white people and the media that wants to believe all this stuff rushed and, and published the story. Right. 
I get this has been on my mind so much lately. I think that we are in an era where it is time to institute a great pardon of all these people. Biden, Sidney Blumenthal, Biden for his corruption in Ukraine, Hunter's uh, Hillary Clinton, get letting Sidney run guns into Libya. Uh, 150 years of crime can be pardoned. And then we need to move. I mean, I, all these people, there's so much impropriety in running the military industrial complex we we can't just try and cut each other's finger we're all in the same fucking body of earth like yeah. it, it's the only uh, way forward like otherwise we're looking at what tim's saying you, the, the game has been played for us you, you you ian you're angry the game is happening it's like watching the tide come in and you're going into the water and splashing the water it's like fucking stop water we shouldn't be rising it's like bro the tide is here that's it. Man, I'll say that. The FBI I, raided convinced. the president's house. Steve Bannon is going, is likely going to jail. Maybe they'll give him a slap on the wrist. I, they shackled I, Peter Navarro at the highest levels of government. They are arresting and imprisoning or trying to former members of this government. Jamie Raskin put a video of me in their evidence, reading an article claiming that I was one of Trump supporters calling for people to come down to DC. Fabricated outright. And then he has the nerve to fucking text me asking for money because he's a piece of shit. He doesn't know who I am. He didn't know what that clip was. And he doesn't know who I am when he's texting me for money. These, what we are watching with the summer of love in 2020, when they started burning down buildings, nearly 30 or more dead. And Kamala Harris funded the bail for these people. And Biden staffers funded the bail for these people. The FBI, we have been swatted now nine times. And my private home, which is not on public record, has been swatted as well. Where the fuck is the FBI? I've got local law enforcement asking that question. But a garage pull rope, a garage pull rope, they'll go after. Yeah, they're too busy with people. the nonsense. We, it's got to be a pardon. Is, the point is, it is beyond reproach. I don't think so. The country is fractured. A cult is in charge, and it doesn't matter what else. Trump, I don't necessarily think is the, is the answer. He's got his own issues. The fact is, the country is split in twain. At least it. in two. It's, it's shattered. It's, it's millions and trillions of pieces. But I'm thinking about John Hancock and the way he handled Shea's rebellion, which was like, you could have thrown, it was all these returning farmers from the Revolutionary War. They went back to their farms and they were bankrupt because for two years, there's no one to run the farm. So when the city came and like, hey, we got to pay France back all our debt, farmers, give us metal money. The farmers like, we don't have money. So the, they're like, all right, then we're going to take your farms. The farmers go to the courthouse. They protest. They shut it down. People get, I think people were even killed. They all get thrown in prison, hundreds of people, 400 people. And eventually, Hancock realized the only way forward is to pardon this mess and come together. That's what the point you and need. And Biden could. He could. Biden could come out and say, this country has been divided for too long. These men have paid their price. They've been in jail for this long. I say we clean the slate and try and repair relations in this country. And I'm issuing. An, and the left would all cheer and be like, Biden's so gracious. And the right would just be like, well, well that was that was, that was good, I guess. It would be. And pardon the people that are in prison from the January 6th. January pardon 6th, them. Right. Let them out. Right. It's, it's time to move forward. But that's not going to happen. Well, it can. It, it but no one knows what could. it's up to us, man. And while we're mad, Cass Castle is not mundane. It's great. TimCast.com. Right. It's getting even better, you jerks. I don't advocate for like just letting crime run rampant. I would like to see a pardon of past grievances and then start immediately, you know, taking people out. The problem is it's America the, is a crime dude, racket. Like around listen, the world, we are doing massive nasty shit. I'm going to be super- You have you have people who are arguing that even after birth you can kill a baby. 
There's, there's, there, 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 what is there? What can we do? I don't know. I'm going to be super sappy. The kid who was struggling, who wrote in on the super chat about how do I lead with love? Like, man, again, you're already being more insightful than you know if you're still listening. Where it's, it's that there are solutions. Obviously, everything you're talking about is hugely important. And also the good news regarding third trimester abortions, only about 6% of Americans support them. But the Democrats still tried to pass a bill that created a circumstance that would allow it. That's right. Well, and I also think if like more Democrats knew that that was happening or what that was, I blindly called myself pro-choice forever until I started learning about this stuff. I just didn't fucking know. It's a cult. Yeah. End of story. Activated NPCs, but you can wake them up. It is, it, it, you can, but it is hard. Like, so I I told the story. I sat down with a friend of mine. He's a very prominent figure. And when I'm, I I, I passively mentioned the abortion thing. This is Joe Democrat. What? The the, the Democrats bill. And he was like, no, no, that's not true. And I said, bro, here you go. I handed my phone to him. He read it. And he's like, he's, I'm like, read this number. And he's looking at it. And he's like, this says for the health of the mother. And I said, do you know what viability means? And he's like, yeah, like when the baby's able to survive on its own. And I'm like, okay, why would you abort a baby that can survive on its own? And he was like, well, it says for the health of the mother. And I was like, how is the health of the mother served by killing a baby that can survive on its own? And he was like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, that's the question. You can remove the baby from the mother, right? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and the mother, like, so if the, if the health of the mother is she's pregnant, but if she carries a pregnancy, she'll die, right? If well, you well, that's, that's for the life of the mother. The health of the mother is a whole different ballgame. Exactly. You could drive a truck through that. Yeah. Well, it, 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 and they've be, done that. It could be depression. It could be any number of things that they could they could argue. But, but for, the Catholic for, Church allows abortion for the life of the mother, right? But the but, health is a whole different ballgame. And this is so my friend doesn't understand this. This is like, like very preliminary. I'm like, put it simply, mm-hmm. if the woman is pregnant. And she can't keep the pregnancy because she will die. And the baby can survive on its own. Why kill the baby? And he said, I don't know. I got to look at this. This doesn't make sense. They wouldn't do that. And I'm like, bro, do you think my show is fake? I'm not making this shit up when I'm reading it, dude. I'm not sitting here being like, I'm really conservative. I'm like, wow, the Democrats just did this thing. And the left says, you're lying. No, they didn't. And I'm like... fucking read the bill dude they're trying to pass it in like an omnibus bill of like a thousand pages well they tried saying we're codifying roe and then Manchin rejected it saying it actually expanded abortion dramatically and that was one of the things it did the health of the mother is even crazier because they've justified killing viable babies because women could be depressed no joke women have argued if i have the kid i'm broke i'll be depressed i said okay kill it jeez that's like Dude, if you're for that, fine. My point is this, because I don't want to rehash the abortion thing. We are at the point where people in this country, the banality of evil, are advocating for and voting for the the killing of viable babies. And they either don't know or they agree with it. All right, fine. Civil war. I'm in. No, I I, I (laughs) would prefer I would prefer absolutely none of that. No, but I don't in the metaverse. In any strategic layout of what's been going on, how uh, you mentioned you can't get any of these, you know, these these leftists on your show, things like that. We can't. How do you actually have a conversation with people who just if not don't listening. care? They just want conflict. I think it was Constantine on the show. Uh, Kissin. Is that how you pronounce his last Constantine. name? Constantine. Kissin. Oh, Constantine. shout out. He's my buddy. Yeah, he's the man. And he was saying that you really just can't communicate with the extremes of any any time. Like yes. The, the people I, that have their eight, the 8% kind of came up right. vague number, but 
don't waste effort focusing on them. Focus right. on the people around them, and then warmly it will, it yeah. will gradually Is, alter the extremes. Was, was your friend of 40 years extreme? No, not, not in my opinion. Not until Trump. And I was quite surprised. Sometimes I now question the, uh, the viability of our, of our friendship. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, for, for him to drop me because of this, I was shocked. Yeah, it hurts me. But, but there were two others also. We weren't quite as close as this one, but there were lost three really good friends of 40 years because of Donald Trump. It's not the extreme anymore. There's no middle. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I had a friend, a progressive female, relatively apolitical. She did not engage in politics, but, you know, she was an urban, tattooed woman. And one day we were talking, and she, and we got into the issue of trans stuff that was in the news. This is back in, like, 2017 or 18. And she said something about, you know, uh, transphobia, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, they're, they're saying now that, like, genital preference is transphobia. Like, if you're, a, if you're a guy and you want a vagina, you're transphobic. And she said, well, that is transphobic. And I, was, I said, what does that mean? And she was like, well, like you're saying like a trans person, even if you like women, you wouldn't date because she had a penis. And then I was like, <sighs> I said to her, I was like, are you, are you suggesting? So I was like, let me ask you, you're female. You prefer males, right? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, are you saying you could choose to be with a person with a vagina? And she goes, well, I'd probably have to learn how to be how to enjoy it. And I said, isn't that conversion therapy? And she's blocked me out, right? Wow. I didn't know you were friends with my exes. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it sounds like she was more concerned with being right than having a real conversation. Of course. The issue, the issue is this. I don't think she was concerned with being right, with being politically correct. Yeah. When you are surrounded by people who are telling you this is what you have to do and say, and then someone asks you a basic logical question, really just exploring the ideas, like, tell me what you think. Bro, we would, we would end... I would end going on podcasts, like b- big ones. And then afterwards, I'd be like, hey, what do you really like? Isn't this a little too much? And like, yeah, I, n- I know. What do you mean? Like, I, I remember one. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to do this without getting in trouble. Let me use <laughs> me, let me use me as an example. So th- and this is a pretty tame. I actually told the story. I'm Rogan. This is a pretty tame uh, example, which is I um a kid wrote into the show, was super depressed. He had, and not a kid, he was a father. He had, he had a bunch of kids. He was overweight. Um, and he wrote in for advice. He said, my doctor said I'm going to die if I don't lose weight, right? And so I emailed him personally. I sent him all these like healthy recipes and I found a jujitsu gym, uh, in his area. So about six months later, I get this email to the show 
and this is my show and I get this email and he's like, dude, you changed my life. Um, uh, I, I lost all this weight. My doctor said he hasn't seen such a quick turnaround. My kids are proud of me. And I just entered my first white belt, uh, competition. And I remember wow. being in tears because at this point the show was going off the rails, like the marriage was falling apart. Like I was depressed and I was like, okay, I'm still doing something. I'm doing something good. So I read the show on the air and the next day we got like 10 emails from people that said by reading his email, his success story, this dude who now will not be orphaning his fucking children, uh, I was fat shaming the audience. Wow. And... Everybody that I talked to on the left where I was like, I want to unload on these emails. I want to be like, this is bullshit. You would rather fucking, you know, keep up your shitty fucking habits. I would never fat shame someone or make fun of them for being fat. But if you're going to say that this guy for getting healthy on his own uh, is fat shaming, like that's fucking. Well, and he's the me. one who called you. He was concerned about his own weight. Yes. He was asking for advice. But by me saying that losing weight is a good thing, wow. this dude who would have died. Um, that that's bad. And everyone I talked to off air was like, oh yeah, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then you go on air. I mean, I had, I had lunch with a prominent writer and he was overweight. And he was miserable at this meal. And we started talking about – because I've dealt with food issues and, like, addictive personality. And we started going back and forth about how hard it is. And he didn't want to order this, like, fried food. And he was like, well, maybe I can, like, treat myself. And it was a really sad thing. And I was giving legitimate advice. Weeks later, in one of the biggest newspapers in the world, wrote a piece all about fat shaming and fat is beautiful and whatever. And I was like, bro, I saw you miserable tortured but you would rather put that info out to the world to make yourself feel better so integrity is pretty culty it is march in lockstep with what the acceptable norms are i'm fascinated with people where they're like they don't get any credence till after they're dead and then there was like oh yeah they were the real deal but in life they're just like ignored or abused ridiculing people because they're fed is one thing you were not doing that no i would never do that to pretend that being obese is somehow as healthy as being not obese is ridiculous right one especially when people are asking for help man asking for help is hard being overweight is hard like i dude who i sat next to on the plane looked so embarrassed sitting next to me like should have had two seats and uh, looked embarrassed when you know the 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 stewardess offered him cookies and he goes no uh wait yes and you could just tell like Bro. this dude was hurting i was on a plane sitting next to a guy who had to be 350 maybe even 400 about the same about 400 pouring yeah. over onto my side and when the food cart came up i was just like i'll just have club soda and then he goes i'll get uh can i get a can of pringles and i'll take a, a coke and a sprite oh uh, can i get the sandwich the the turkey and I'll, I'll take a snack box. I'll take two snack boxes. And then I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like the dudes, he knows what he's doing. The way he was asking for it was mm-hmm. like. Yeah, man. And it's so sad. And like when you can, you should be able to help these people. And that's why one of the pieces of advice I gave to that guy was that you got to be proud of yourself when you actually do something good. It's an, it's, oh, every it's, day. It's a, it's a, it's a massive segue. Yeah. From where we were to uh, get healthy, get healthy. That's right. But uh, but I can appreciate it. I just want I just want to uh, give like a final thought on this stuff, man. We have these two stories today: the FBI raiding Donald Trump. Right. The FBI raiding mm-hmm. Donald Trump is the highest level of government fracturing beyond repair. Then we have the Ahmed Arbery story. That's you. That's you guys at home. That's you one day walking outside and seeing somebody burglarizing your neighbor's house, 
and then you saying, stop that man. And I'm saying, now you go to prison for the rest of your life. Or, okay, fine. They shouldn't have chased him. The cop said not to. That's you one day picking up your phone and following a guy and filming him being like, that's the guy who just robbed that house. And the police walking up and saying, you're a Karen, you're a racist. And that was a hate crime. You're under arrest. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it looks like we're going into deeper and deeper territory. And, uh, interestingly enough, you're familiar with bleeding Kansas. No, this was the pre civil war era in Kansas. It was effectively a state civil war where they were fighting over whether or not it would be admitted as a free or slave state. Mm -hmm. It never ended. They say that bleeding Kansas ended when the civil war started because the conflict just engulfed the whole country. Kansas now is a red state that opposes abortion that just voted to protect abortion. Sounds to me yeah, like the, the, fir the first state that apparently has voted to outlaw abortion completely since uh, the reversal, did. reversal of Roe v. Wade. But the uh, the Supreme Court of Kansas ruled that the Constitution guarantees the right to abortion. So they tried passing a referendum saying, no, it doesn't. And the state voted not to put that in. So now you've got this ruling guaranteeing it. Kansas is looking like a hotbed of activity. Mm -hmm. But I, I'll, I'll wrap it with that unless you anything else you wanted to add before we go. Nothing other than that what happened with Donald Trump is an extension of the January 6th committee. Mm. That whole thing is kangaroo court, as I've ever seen. Uh, the Emmett Till jury was more, was more fair than this one. Jeez. Uh, you're talking about, uh, two Republicans put on this thing. Both of them hate Donald Trump's guts, including Liz Cheney, uh, and, uh, and Kinzinger. Uh, they don't have cross-examination. There aren't any Republican witnesses. It's ridiculous. And for them to put it on at night in order to change people's point of view yep. and to make sure that Donald Trump does not get elected in 2024, does not run in 2024, is outrageous. This is just one more big step towards that. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. It's been a blast. I, I Thanks, really appreciate Larry. you coming. My pleasure. For everybody who's a member, thank you so much for making this possible. And we'll see you all next time. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.